Greetings, everyone. It is now time for Mark Safe, tales of your very favorite and most beloved man-made disasters. On Mark Safe, we discuss events and details that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. Please listen responsibly. And now, here with your hosts, Brianne and Melanie, this is Mark Safe. Hi. Hi, Brienne. How are you? Good. So. Yes. I'm going to tell you about amusement parks again. Yay! (laughs) They're my favorite. I have, I'm doing this a little sort of different than I did last time. If a regular episode is a full meal and the last amusement park episode was a bunch of snacks Let's say this is a few light lunches. Oh, I like this. And one of the light lunches is maybe not as light as you meant for it to be. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, it's not that it's super heavy. Actually, good news. I have five stories and guess how many people die? How many? One. That's really good odds. I mean, it's mm-hmm. terrible odds, but for the sake of storytelling, I like these odds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is going to be a cucumber sandwiches sort of episode. Maybe. I like cucumber sandwiches a lot. Okay. Okay. Settle in. Are we going to get right to it, or do you have anything you'd like to talk to me about? No, I'm I'm ready. After the last one, it's like, this is all I, I want it. I need it. Give it to me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to. I'm not going to tell you how many pages my notes are, because it's more than I meant it to be. So <laughs> that's why we're going to jump right in. Let's do it. All right. So, unlike last time, I did not organize this in any way shape or form chronological geographical just nothing nothing at all so we're gonna start in june of 2017 oh pretty recent very recent a 14 year old oh and here's the trick i'm not gonna tell you which one is the one where someone dies until we get there that's fucking rude i know so you're gonna have the suspense of wondering if it's this one for all of them All of them until we get to the one. Anyway, okay. So, June of 2017, a 14-year-old girl and her younger brother were at Six Flags on the Sky Ride. Have you ever been to Six Flags? They died. Well, Did they really? No, one of them died. Oh, you're you're betting that this is the dead one? Hmm. 14-year-old girl. Nah, I don't know. Let's. I have been to Six okay. F- There's a bunch of them. That's true. I guess I... Maybe didn't write down which one this was. Okay. They were on a sky ride, which, if you don't know, is a gondola type, like a ski lift thing. It goes super slow. Right. And this one was like 20 or 25 feet off the ground, which, you know, medium, I guess. My five and a half year old and I rode a 35 foot one at the state fair last year. I'm really proud of you. I'm not. She went back and forth all day about whether she wanted to do it and then decided that she did at the last possible second. It looks pretty chill from the ground, but then like you get up there 
And all you can do is stare at all the cables and the bolts and the machinery and everything and imagine falling to your death. Because, like, as soon as you get up there, everything looks very unstable. Right, right. So we both got up there and played it cool for a minute and then looked at each other and we were like, is this too spooky for you? Yeah, me too. You know, I, <laughs> can, do, just... I can do roller coasters all day long, but the slow rides like that. They they do freak me out like a Ferris wheel. You have a lot of time to think about things. Yeah, yeah. So we we kind of held hands and white knuckled it to the end of that one. I was terrified actually. Now that I think about it, I was super terrified. But we yeah we both kind of regretted it. But I'm sure that this girl regretted it even more. For whatever reason, she slipped out of her restraints. It was apparently her own fault. I don't know what exactly she was doing, but it seems pretty unanimous that it was it was her. Right. And started to fall off the ride. So she was hanging and dangling off of it, like by her hand, like holding onto it and just dangling. And it took a couple minutes for them to stop the ride. So it's just, it's going and she's hanging. Did it take them a couple minutes because they didn't notice it or? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, when you're up on those things, at least the one that I was on and most of the ones I've seen, they go like across the whole park. I imagine. Yeah. I imagine the delay was probably that they didn't see her because, yeah, I feel like the shut off has to be super fast on that. Mm -hmm. Like the the people that would be around and seeing it could be geographically pretty far from the ride operator. Right. So I, I imagine that's probably what that was. So. It continued for a couple minutes with her just hanging there and her brother screaming because he's still up there. And a crowd started to gather underneath her to catch her, which kind of takes me back to the big creaky danger machine episode of just strangers who just really didn't have to do that. So, yeah, a crowd starts to gather under her and there's this guy down there yelling up. And There's a video of this. You can see it. You can post it on the page. This guy yells up, it's okay. It's okay to let go. I'll catch you, honey. Oh, this middle-aged guy who was there with his daughter, I think his adult daughter. And she did let go, fell through some tree branches. And I'll be damned if he didn't catch her perfectly. There's something sweet to me about like... Like, just an older guy or dad or whatever, just projecting, like, that, what fathers do, that instinct to, like, someone else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The honey was what got me, for sure. Yeah. So, he caught her perfectly. A few people helped break her fall. It did seem to be mostly him that got the brunt of it, but it was, he said it was a team effort in an interview. And one guy was treated for back injuries. I don't think anything too serious. She was pretty much fine and everyone was okay. But then her brother died. No. I mean, if he did, it wasn't because of that. <laughs> I guess I haven't confirmed that the kid's still alive. Uh, so, yeah, it wasn't that one. Oh, my god, That gosh. wasn't the one. No. Yeah, well, that good, was a... Good for her. Was- I know that was a short and sweet one, but I just, I love the guy telling her, it's okay to let go. I'll catch you, honey. That's just, oh. It's sweet. It's yeah. so sweet. I wonder if they're still in contact. I don't know. I, I guess he went to visit her in the hospital 
And he was like, didn't you hear me telling you to let go? Did you not believe me? And she was like, no, I didn't believe you. Oh, my heart. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, bless his heart. So, are you ready for an amusement park anxiety that it has probably never even occurred for you to have? To have? Oh. It's never occurred to me. I feel like when I told you that your last episode isn't deterring me, like, Challenge accepted. I love it. Give it to me. (laughs) Yeah, this is one that just, for whatever reason, wouldn't have occurred to me. Like, what are your anxieties, if you have any, which maybe you don't, when you go to a water park? Like, drowning? Drowning? Yeah. Um, I don't know. If I were a kid, it would be, like, the big crowd, like, losing my parents. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, I mean, the usual stuff water slides collapsing maybe that's not usual maybe i've just been reading too many amusement park incidents uh the wave pool killing you it should be that because wave pools kill everyone so if it's not that add that to your list i am so Um, intrigued right now (laughs) chlorine leak that's another one that you're probably not as worried about as you should be so let me add one to your list in 2017 universal opened a water park called volcano bay Hmm. And construction got real intense at the end. They did a preview day immediately before the opening where they had media out to, you know, preview it. And there were still construction crews on site. Ooh, this is never good. No, and that's actually a theme with a, a later part of this episode, but we'll get there. So there were construction crews still on site, and it was, I I can't find exactly what immediately means, but I think it was like a day or two before opening. Apparently, when the park was still being built, and I'm reading a quote from the Orlando Sentinel here, quote, a grounding rod was inadvertently driven through an electrical conduit, (gasps) which, which damaged the outer sheath of electrical wiring. The electrical current was sent through the ground and subsequently, wet ground surfaces and water were energized. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, okay, place your bets. Is this the one where someone dies? Well, I can tell you that I lived in a really shitty apartment across the street from the beach uh, in Oceanside, California, for quite some time. And my rent was, you know, astronomical. But sure as shit, every time I took a shower, I got electrocuted because there was some cross wiring. And so if if I had to turn, you know, put my hand on the metal handle to turn the hot water up, I got shocked every time. It was, I did that for like a month because I'm not a complainer, but. (laughs) Same. I'm going to say no. Okay. We'll see. So. Wait, this is a larger scale. Maybe. I'm going to stick with my gut. No. Okay. Okay. Somehow this didn't make him a problem until June of 2019, which was two years later. They didn't know? They didn't know that they did it? No. I mean, no, they didn't know. And somehow this had not been electrocuting people. (laughs) I don't really know how. Wow. Yeah. So in June of 2019, a guest reported feeling electrical currents running down her legs. And then the same day, another guest reported tingling. Spooky. Mm -hmm. 
Park employees started quarantining the areas where it was happening to try to figure out the problem while they waited for the higher-ups to get there. Hours later, the guy whose job it is to oversee engineering and safety finally showed up. Hours. He did a voltage reading on the sidewalk and was getting 20 to 30 volts at various spots. And 50 is the level that will kill you. (laughs) From the sidewalk? Yeah. Just like from the wet water, just chilling on the sidewalk. Yeah. Wet water. Shut up. (laughs) So I just told myself to shut up. Sick of my shit. Wet water. So by then, it was becoming clear that the same thing was happening in the pool and the lazy river. Lifeguards were telling their supervisors that their legs were going numb and they could feel themselves being electrocuted, but nothing was being done and they couldn't leave their posts or they'd be fired. Wow. Which really, it is this thing, isn't it, where I guess this isn't true for everyone. I had an ex that this definitely was not true for. But it's just this thing of, like, misplaced loyalty. Like, you're working and you feel, like, duty-bound. Right. And it's like, it's a fucking lifeguard job. You're going to get electrocuted for it? And I don't think that they... absolutely would, too. They don't pay very much, right? No. I feel like I looked this up one time and I was like, wow. You know, I probably should not let somebody making this amount of money be completely reliable on Mm, yeah no Mm. no and for all you know that person is also getting electrocuted yeah they can't feel their legs no (laughs) so i mean that's just like from the outside you're like so you were just standing there getting electrocuted because otherwise you'd get fired you're a lifeguard you're probably making like what eight nine dollars an hour Oh, but they're but, usually so young. Like, it's probably, like, teenage summer, like. And I just, I would have absolutely done the same thing. I think that just doing things that you don't actually want to be doing all day, every day, just gets you into this mentality of just doing whatever you need to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like, it's like the um, boiling a frog thing, only with just workplace conditions. The next thing you know, your legs are being electrocuted by the wave pool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> So, there was a woman floating on a raft in the Lazy River, which, sidebar, Lazy Rivers are my favorite thing in the world. Oh my gosh, me too. We just went to one uh, last year and uh, in Pensacola. We went to this hotel and they had like pirates and then they had mermaids swimming around. So, the kids just oh. loved it so much. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Where is that? Um, Pensacola Hotel and Resort, I believe, is, like, all that it's called. But, yeah. Oh, my God. The girls would lose their minds. We went on a whim. And so, in the, um, so they had the whole lazy river. And then they rotate, like, I think it's every one to two hours. They'll have either the mermaids come out or the pirates. But the mermaids just lay in, like, the shallow end. And then, you know, all the kids come and they give them, like, it's so cute. They, like, give them seashells and stuff. Oh my gosh. That is adorable. I got to make a note of that. Maybe we could all meet for the first time. Oh, that would be adorable. There. I think that would be a good one. In a lazy river. That feels fitting. It's right. Yeah. And then maybe the water slide above us would fall on top of us and kill us. I need to do a different episode next time because... (laughs) 
<laughs> I've spent too much time reading about these things. So this woman's in a raft in the lazy river and she says, it was like I ran into a wall. There were lots of tingles in my legs and before I knew it, a buzzing in my ears and I had a metallic taste in my mouth. Oh, oh. They closed down the water park after seven hours of people getting shocked all day and reporting it oh, all day. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. And they finally figured out that a circuit had shorted out and that was what, you know, activated this thing that was faulty in the first place and energized the water. Wow. Yeah. So multiple lifeguards were sent to the hospital. The employee said this was not the first time it had happened and that it had been reported and the park hadn't done anything, which, again, adding that to the Mark Safe bingo board. (laughs) OSHA did an investigation and it didn't fault the park, but one woman sued in November and the park said that it was her own fault and she failed to use reasonable caution for her own safety. Victim blaming. Bingo. And like, I'm sorry, what? I mean, by getting in your lazy river that like you said that's the last thing that you would think about going yeah i mean i i get that that reasoning you know when somebody stands up on a roller coaster or whatever sure you know you you make a ride and you can't control if people act like dipshits on it but she literally just got into your swirling pool of electricity really she was doing what it was intended to do yes exactly i like this i don't actually know the outcome of that it is amazing how hard it is to find the outcomes of any of this it uh, they just they settle quietly constantly so next one isn't a disaster at all but i couldn't not include it so i'll just tell you spoiler alert this is not the one where someone dies in 2019 at universal orlando Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure was closed for about a day after being surrounded by bees. Oh, that's just such wait, wait, a wait. Hagrid. Thi- what kind I mean, of that's, bees? Bum like honeybee? No, I, I don't think the kind that you want. Man, I had a bee issue once at work. Speaking of shitty jobs that you stay oh, at. What happened? What happened? I worked at this 1950s diner. Um, of course you did. Yeah. Uh, it was my first job when I moved to California. They have them. I'm not even going to say who they are, but it's it'll be pretty easy to figure it out. But they have most of them on the end of California piers. Well, anyways, one time the... Hoods weren't cleaned properly. It got super hot and basically sent, um, set off all the fire extinguishers, like the spray in the restaurant. And nothing is funnier than watching people who are clearly on vacation just ordering food, sitting, getting soaking wet, trying to cover their food, <laughs> running out, like carrying their food, like upset that they, you know. Their food is soggy. Not that, like, they don't know if there was an actual fire. They're just... And they don't care. They don't care. They just wanted their food. But anyways, the whole situation irritated an unknown hive of bees. So as everybody's sitting there trying to save their, like, soggy cheeseburger, there's, like, these fucking bees, like, everywhere at the end of this pier that's, like, half a mile long, like, just swarming every... It was just... It was oh, a mess. No. It was the best. My husband gave our child to a bee once. Hmm? Yeah. 
He's laughing. <laughs> it, it's so it, I don't I can't well. She was an infant, like a little infant. It it was her first summer and she was born in January, so I guess she must have been, I don't know, four or five, six months old. Aww. And we were outside doing some yard work and she was in uh, her car seat because she was a hell spawn and it was the only time she would be happy. Right. Um, yeah. So before the, the mom police show up, she was awake, not sleeping. <laughs> But we were outside doing some yard work, and my husband is petrified of bees. I mean... Oh, he... It, like... I, I feel like I know where this is going. Like a full-blown phobia. Yeah. So a bee came over to him. It really wasn't even doing anything. And he had been walking and carrying her seat to a different spot. And he just dropped the seat for the bee and ran away. <laughs> he noped the fuck out. He noped the fuck out. Oh, he man. bounced. <laughs> I I don't know if he would still do that. She's got legs. He's nodding yes. She's got legs now though. <laughs> and she's like a little baby entomologist anyway. She she's she thinks insects are friends. Well, she's like super into bats too, right? She is, yeah, and we have to go outside every night to go slug hunting because she loves to see the slugs. So she's got like a little, um, a little pen light that nurses use to look in your eyes, and she takes it outside and goes slug hunting. And she loves to find it and poke it and make it suck its antenna back in. It was the cutest thing ever. Is it cute or is it a sociopath thing to do? I don't know. We will find know. out in a couple years. That that sentence is raising this child in a nutshell, though, as <laughs> everyone who knows her can attest. Is it cute or is it a sociopath thing? That's my kid <laughs> in a nutshell. So, yeah, that's pretty much the entirety of that story. But, I, I mean, it, <laughs> what a haggard thing to have happen. It's really cute. It's perfect. It's just, uh, I can't, I can't. Okay. So, I've been discovering about myself that I have a recurring interest in court cases that could potentially change how things are done, like president-setting cases or, you know, shit that gets new signs put up or whatever. Right. In December of 2018, a 38-year-old Guatemalan dad named Jose visited Universal with his wife and son. And they didn't speak English. And could we take a moment to imagine how overwhelming that would be? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, theme parks are overwhelming on their own, just normally. But if you are navigating that without the ability to communicate or make any use of the signage, that is genuinely scary. Like, that stresses me out to think about. Yeah, that would make me super uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, worse, Jose had a heart condition. Okay, hold on. Place your bets. Is this the one? Man, I really hope not. I mean, it's common knowledge, though, right? Well, we're getting there. Jose had a heart condition. And you'd really have to imagine that he would be relying on common sense in terms of what rides would be safe. Right. Because, you know, he can't read the signs. So you're going to be looking at different rides and just kind of eyeballing it, basically. So he rode Skull Island Reign of Kong, and personally in his shoes, I would have considered that ride safe. I watched a 
POV video of it and it lasts about five minutes and it's less like a twist and turns thrill ride kind of thing and more it's like a slow trip through some King Kong scenes with really intense animatronics and visuals basically. Hmm. Like it's it's really not that bad. It does have some intense parts at one point. It speeds up to escape some animatronic dinosaurs and at another it looks like you're falling and it I guess it seems like it has some kind of motion that goes with that. But in my opinion, and you should watch the POV and tell me what you think, it seems like a rational judgment call, you know? Right. You're you're not you're at the park, you think, what can I ride that's safe? And you're like, okay, maybe not like a high speed inverted roller coaster with ten drops and five G forces probably not a good idea but a ride in an expedition truck with animatronics like it's not even in no, a roller sh- coaster car and you yeah. should be good to go and i'm sure like at some point like you want to live your life a little bit mm-hmm. you know yeah. like heart conditioner or not like i don't know i have some things that i probably shouldn't be doing but i'm like man mm-hmm. fuck it yeah me too i mean you have to live but this you you would not it is definitely well within reason that you would look at this ride or even watch videos of this ride and be like this is probably fine however the sign which was in english only said that it was not safe for people with heart conditions to ride oh no yeah and it had a drawing of a person staggering to illustrate that that's it what yeah i mean spoiler alert there's gonna be a lawsuit but it they're like well it had drawings but the drawing was just a person like staggering probably and looking like suppo- he just like woo that was fun uh, like, yeah exactly and that was supposed to communicate don't write if you have a heart condition wow yeah so he rode skull island and after he didn't feel well and his wife thought that he had an upset stomach so they sat on a bench and decided that he would stay and take a breather, let his stomach settle while they did another ride. So his wife and son went and did one more ride, figured he'd probably be fine by the end of that. And they came back after and found that he had collapsed on the bench. Real quick, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't, I, I saw this somewhere and I'm just, I'm going to have to double check accuracy, but I had heard that. People with heart conditions, like when they have like an episode, they're not feeling well and they'll tend to either go in another room or send some away, someone away. You know what I mean? Like that's like a- I heard that about choking, that people who are choking will like instinctively go to the bathroom. Right. And, and kind of, yeah. But I can say my husband has a heart condition and I can confirm that a lot of times- it's it feels like indigestion right anything so that is common um so his wife thought he had an upset stomach they went and rode their ride and when they came back he had collapsed he was taken to the hospital but there was allegedly a delay in care and i'm here to tell you there's a delay in care in almost every single one of these stories always is a problem so i guess my only advice is to only attend theme parks with an RN or a physician. So Eric has to, yeah, he has to come. Yeah. He's, yeah. So why was there a delay on this one? Is there any, 
uh info on that because it's a theme park i don't know there's uh, not necessarily just irresponsibility maybe right the delay in care issue is a major major issue it comes up in almost every single theme park injury story it's bad i don't know how many lives have been lost because of it but i would say a lot unfortunately including this one jose was taken to the hospital and he died there oh and fuck yeah and a couple of years later, his wife sued Universal, and the gist of the lawsuit was that with the proportion of non-American guests, which isn't even getting into American guests who are non-English speaking. Right. And I think that just the non-American guests was something like 10%, give or take, that the safety signs should be in English, Spanish, and French, which, of course, they should. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. Like, I that seems weird to me that that wouldn't, like, already have been the case. Yeah. And this was just a couple of years ago. I couldn't find anything about the outcome of the case. So I don't know if it's still in progress because it was pretty recent or. I hope she just, fucking wins. Oh, God, me too. Or if it was just quietly settled, which a lot of these are. But, yeah, she's absolutely right. That needs to be a thing. That's outrageous. Do you know if they changed them? I don't. And I feel like. In most places, I, I could have sworn it was already like that, but I guess I don't know. be interesting to find out. I hope mm-hmm. she, I, yeah, I hope she sues the pants off them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is my last story, but I realize well into the research, it probably in all honesty could have been an episode on its own. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you need some coffee. No, I, let's do it. Okay. I mean, it's not that long. It would have been a short episode, but it's definitely more substantial than the others. Okay. So Daytona Beach, Florida. What do you think of when you think of Daytona Beach, Florida? Racing. Mm-hmm. Most vroom, people think vroom. about, yes, spring breakers and drunk dads watching racing. <laughs> Shake and, and bake. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For a long time, the drunk dads were basically who supported it as far as revenue. And yeah, since 1959, they showed up every year for the Daytona 500 and they just went hog wild every year. And that was pretty much the bread and butter there. But then the 2008 recession hit and blue collar dads hog wild budget took a hit. And so did Daytona Beach. Right. The people who run the place decided they needed to diversify their target demographic. So they started rebranding as a family destination, starting with a huge convention center upgrade. And then some of these things were plans and some of them actually happened. Some of it ended up getting scaled back. Not really clear which is which, but they they definitely started with a huge convention center upgrade. Then they definitely did have a hard rock hotel and cafe on the beach and at least plans for a bunch of other high-end hotels. Mm. And then, yeah, fancy. Then a museum featuring Florida art, a planetarium, a shit ton of restaurants, nightclubs, major innovations to the racetrack itself. So Daytona beach was having itself a glow up. I love that. mm, Yeah, it was, it was happening. And one of the boardwalk's crown jewels was a new beach roller coaster, the Sandblaster. I really like that name. I super dig it. It makes me think about, like, getting sand in your butt crack at the beach. Okay, so me, when I think Sandblaster, I think, like, 
crazy high-waisted denim sh- cut-off shorts, <laughs> acid wash, like, you know what I mean? And now, it, like, isn't that the term? Like, sandblasted? Yes, it is. I think it is. It still makes me think of sand in your butt crack, but I like your interpretation better. <laughs> so, uh, they've got a new, a new beach roller coaster, but... It wasn't like new, new. It was just new to them. Right. It had been operating since the 70s. And this was in, I don't even know, really recently, like two years ago. Right. It had been operating since the 70s, and this would be its fifth state of residence. That's kind of a lot of times to disassemble and relocate a roller coaster, don't you think? It feels like a lot to me. Hmm. I agree. It was called Super Italian Bob's in Illinois in the 70s, and then the Sidewinder in Arizona in 1978. Then it was an unnamed ride in South Dakota in the 80s, and then Blue Diamond Streak in Delaware in the early 2000s. That's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Time to retire. Yes, (laughs) but no. So when the Delaware Park closed completely... In 2007, the coaster was put in storage in an unknown location for five years before being listed on eBay for $225,000. Okay, can can I just pause just for two seconds? Because that... How could you not? Okay, so... <laughs> after that. I, I think about this. This is something that I kind of um, obsess over and over and over. These warehouses that house these things, like... Oh, Macy's me too. Macy's Day Parade floats. The me too. Mardi Gras floats. Like there's just in America a ton of warehouses that are holding up retired roller coasters. Like what the fuck? That's the weirdest warehouse ever. My mom's gonna love this episode because stuff like that freaks her the fuck out. Yeah, I am incredibly disturbed by that thought. Also, and then you just put it on eBay. <laughs> Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> I I should have gone to look and see if there are any roller coasters currently for sale on eBay, but I didn't. eBay is a very, very interesting place. <sighs> I didn't know it was that interesting, but it is. So that part closed in 2007. Um, the coaster sits in an unknown location in storage for five years, ends up on eBay. And then in 2012, it was finally time for this shambling corpse of a roller coaster to be resurrected when it was purchased by Boardwalk Amusements. Shambling corpse of a roller coaster. You have no idea yet. <laughs> I, you probably think I'm just trying to be creepy, but you have no idea. No, I'm... <sighs> if there's anything, you are honest about this shit. Yes. Now, I guess that this implies that as a tourism business, it is a thing to just shop around the country for old abandoned roller coasters really i I mean it has to be i i can't imagine that this piece of shit roller coaster broke the mold and was the first one to do this (laughs) somehow boardwalk amusements knew to hop on ebay and look for a roller coaster (sighs) oh so i guess that's a thing god if you or someone you know is involved in the buying old roller coasters business, please call us. Is that like a, I mean, 
Would you we want to talk to you? Would you consider that like a black market type thing? Like, you know, like. I think it's legal. So it's, it's, Yeah, it's on the up and up. It's just spooky. Hmm. So they bought it and they dismantled it. But there were problems right away with refurbishment. There were so many problems refurbishing this thing that the opening was delayed for a full year, which is a really super not a good sign. Well, the directions, the assembly directions probably <laughs> got lost a, over yeah. time. It was an Ikea roller coaster. <laughs> What's this extra nut for? Oh, God. I mean, y- you have to wonder by the time you get to the end of the story. You you honestly have to wonder. So there, yeah, there were problems. It was delayed, but then by midsummer of 2013, it was now named the Sandblaster, and it was ready to roll. Also, who names roller coasters? I want to interview them too. Yes, please. Can I hope one day if this like super takes off, maybe we can mm. name a roller coaster. Maybe we can buy one on eBay. It would be great. We gotta step up our Patreon game. Yes. <laughs> we need roller coaster money. So, it was ready to roll. The governor of Florida cut the ribbon. There was breathless media coverage about the white knuckling and screaming that testers were experiencing on the ride. I mean, it was gleeful. <laughs> it ran pretty much without incident until things started to go sideways in 2016, but things went real sideways. real sideways so first the category five hurricane matthew slammed the coast in october including of course the rides oh and yeah that's not great we're coming up on hurricane season Mm. i'll worry about you uh one of the moms she lives in florida and she when i first moved to louisiana i was like uh because last year it was barry and i was like what do i do and i'm like i gotta keep my kids calm and i'm gonna get snacks and my kids are like oh my gosh berries are gonna fall from the sky this is the best day ever but the the mom that was in our group that lives in florida she's just like it's it's nothing it's gonna be so overrated until it's not but which one was it i'm placing a bet in my head who was it jennifer i knew it She would be blasé about hurricane season. I don't know if she was trying to like... Was she right? Well, I don't know if she was trying to keep me calm for like my first one. Or if like she really does that. We're going to have to find out from her. But no, it was nothing. I was like, what? What do I do with all these fucking snacks? Like I had snacks to last me for like six months. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it would be her. Because she's she would be super cool and blasé about that and also right. Yeah. yeah. I feel like she would be great for, like, a zombie apocalypse team. Oh, my God. Yes. We're going to have to recruit her. Yeah. Oh, I now I'm going to have to start doing, like, a fantasy draft with the people in our mom group. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Absolutely Cody, but we're moving on. Yes. Okay. Um... Let's see. Sandbuster. Hurricane Matthew. Hurricane Matthew. Okay. And then in February, the Sandblaster was shut down by the state after an inspection found over a dozen violations. 
from damaged braces to corrosion to cracked supports to electrical issues. The sandblaster had failed at least half a dozen other inspections, and it was finally shut down. R.I.P. And that's the end. No, it's not. No, it's not. At least you know no one dies. Um, I don't know, because I feel like you might trick me. Man, you have so little trust. (laughs) Gosh. So then in March, the entire lot was hit with violations, not just that ride, including parts of the park that were held together with duct tape. Wait, what? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. It's not great. All in all... The ride had not been as profitable as someone may think. I mean, I guess I've never thought about how profitable an individual ride was. But now that I am telling you this story, I have. It was owned by two men and they grossed about $500,000 annually from the Sandblaster, which sounds great. But first they have to make back their purchase investment, which was a lot, which... If you remember, I don't know what they ended up paying for it, but it was on eBay for 225000 So that's half of an, an annual revenue on that. But they did a million dollar upgrade before it even opened. Oh, wow. So, that's a yeah, lot so of dude, money it, to sink into an old ass roller coaster. It's after this million dollar roller coaster, million dollar upgrade that it had 12 violations. It's probably two crusty old white dudes that were like super rich and was like hey let's blow some money like that's the only thing that could happen there's you're right about some of those things Mm -hmm. but others perhaps not so five hundred thousand dollar annually but then they had this million dollar upgrade which one of the upgrades made the lights friendlier for the local sea turtles which i thought was nice oh that is really adorable Mm mm-hmm Then, have you ever thought about what people must have to pay in insurance for roller coasters? Yeah, it can't be cheap. It's $75,000 a year. That seems cheap. Eh, I don't know. I mean, when you're only making $500,000, that's a pretty big chunk. Not that $500,000 is not a lot, but like... That's almost a fifth of it. That's I'm wondering, pretty substantial. I'm wondering what the over under of like cash payouts you hurt your neck thing is though. Oh yeah, I don't know. And then they've got operating costs, like electricity and everything, maintenance on it, employees' wages who run it. They have to pay all that out of that. So it's not making the money back was always a challenge. Like it was not operating well into the green at all. Right. So foreshadowing here i'm i'm gonna say that maybe some maintenance corners were cut Hmm. (sighs) so in april the owners had a notice taped to a ticket booth notifying them of almost five hundred thousand dollars in back taxes and they were facing a levy and seizure as they also found out at the same time that their insurance would be going from that bargain deal of seventy five thousand dollars to $200,000 annually. See, that seems right. Yeah. But at that point, I mean, you're paying almost half of your revenue just in insurance. I want to know, like, how do you become a, like, theme park or roller coaster insurance broker? And what's the commission on that? It's got to be good. I want to know that, too. I have questions. I have questions. I don't have answers. So, 
they were kind of fucked. The summer tourist season was like looming. The city commissioner was not happy about having this eyesore dead in the middle of the boardwalk because they can't run it. It was shut down. Now they owe all these back taxes. There was a ton of pressure to figure something out. There had been rides on the boardwalk for almost 80 years. And now for the first time, there was a possibility of losing all of them. Oh, man. Yeah. The owners of the ride's options were very limited. Unless they paid the $47,000, they would not be able to scrap the rides. And they couldn't even sell them and allow a new owner to relocate them. They were stuck. All they could really do was either rent them out to another operator, leave them there abandoned, or pay up and somehow squeak by an inspection. Hmm. Yeah. What did they choose? (laughs) (laughs) There had been a years-long custody battle already underway over ownership of parts of the lot itself, so investors were hesitant to get involved. Fewer people were watching NASCAR, so fewer people were even visiting Daytona Beach. However... By late summer, things were turning around. The ride's owners found a business partner, and they were able to pay for the extensive updates that they needed to reopen the coaster for a final season before they were going to remove it in September. I don't really know why they bothered with this if they were just about to move it. Maybe they just wanted to make that money one time so they could end in the green, but I'm speculating. Right. But those planes were set aside when another Category 5 hurricane, Irma, hit the boardwalk. I remember Irma. (sighs) Many other rides that were, like, right across the street from it were irreparably damaged, but the sandblaster still stood. And it was reopened days after the hurricane. Wait, do they not have, like, hurricane insurance on that? I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Anyways, go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) We have a lot of insurance I'm so sorry. (laughs) But really, it had had issues, like, all the time. Even when things were technically, officially, legally on the up and up, operators still had to push it out by hand, like, out of the station. And they had to pull it back into the station by hand. Oh, wow. And it wasn't public yet, but there had been at least one derailment where the damage had just been painted over and hidden. (sighs) Oh. You have to wonder if they were just, like, really skimping on this kind of thing so they could make their 500000 for one last season. They sound like dickheads. And yeah, I, I couldn't really get a sense for whether they were just kind of in a rock and a hard place or dickheads, but it, it could they could definitely be dickheads. So, I mean, with the derailment thing, that, that leans toward dickheads. Right. So... The ride regularly ran way too fast, and it was slowly damaging the machinery. In May, an inspection revealed multiple holes in the ride, resulting from corrosion. Just holes. Faulty restraint systems, a cracked track, and several other issues. Two weeks later, they had an inspection to try to reopen it, and it failed that one, too. Oh, wow. So it stayed shut down for a little while. And then on June 14th, 2018, an inspection cleared it to open after like over a month shut down. (sighs) Immediately after it opened, two teenagers were riding the sandblaster and they noticed welders working on the ride while they were riding it. Oh, no. What? See, Iman McIntyre would have jumped the fuck out. Yeah, he would have. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no. they took a video. Yeah, it was 2018, so they took a video, and it is Do you see findable. It? Oh yeah, they, I mean it's clear. I thought maybe it was going to be like some kind of squinty thing where they have to like circle the guy, and you're like, is that a welder? Oh. No, it's it's a welder. We'll have like, to put it on our. Clear. Let's put it on our page. Yeah. So they took a video of that, and what the hell? I can't get over that. Are you- yeah. <laughs> And then a few hours later, the sun has set. It's nighttime. I feel like that's important for ambiance. So remember, this thing just passed the inspection to reopen after like a month and a half closed. Uh Uh-huh. Like three hours ago. Welders have been still working on it even after opening. So now it's nighttime. And ten riders use the automobile-style safety restraints to fasten themselves in to ride the eight-story roller coaster. And I mean, you as a roller coaster person know what I mean when I say automobile style safety restraints. It's just like a car seat belt and it goes across both riders' laps. It's not a lap bar. Right. Which is definitely less secure. It is less secure. And it always weirded me out too when, like, every once in a while you would have, like, the um, operator come and try to class them for you. And it's like, what the fuck? I do this every time I get in a, like, it's yeah. easy. Like, I don't need your help. But then, I mean, I was a kid. I probably should have had it checked. Yeah, you probably should have. I think also they have to. So they are ready to ride mm-hmm. the roller coaster. And a woman on the ride named Amanda immediately noticed that the ride felt shaky and unstable. And she was hearing screeching and metallic noises that did not seem right. Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah. She said it felt like it was going too fast. And at times the car itself felt airborne. <laughs> and a reading shit like this will mess you up because you read this. And then, you know, when you're on a roller coaster, maybe it's just me. But like for me, I was like, oh, God, this is too fast. Like, this is not good. But I think that's supposed to be part of it is for a minute you're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. But you know it's fine. But right. then you read things like this and the next time you're on a roller coaster, you're going to be like, is it? Is it fine? This one might it, mess me up. It wasn't fine. She felt like the car was airborne sometimes and then it would go back down onto the track. And as the car exited a 540 degree spiral curve, the speed and the centrifuge force pulled the wheels off of the right side of the track. No. The safety wheels carved a groove into the track as it went off, pulling it upward, sliding it until it severed part of the brake structure. Oh, no. And the car, the front car derailed. Fuck. Throwing two passengers to the ground and leaving the other eight stranded while the car, the front car that was derailed, hung straight down vertically. Like, it was hanging by a thread and it was nose down, completely vertical. This is the scariest shit ever. Of course, it's 2018, so there are lots of pictures. I mean, it is, oh, it's horrific. Amanda says that she remembers being thrown from the car and then knocked unconscious and coming to under the roller coaster, looking up at the dangling front car. Oh, she hit and she was she's like our age, I think, and had two boys. I think I saw. Right. So her 
and some coworkers were there on a trip and she looks over and realizes that right under the car, if the car were to fall, it would land on her coworker who had also been thrown and was under there with her. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So she's like, oh shit, the car's going to fall on her. So she, who's just been ejected from a roller coaster and is terribly injured, crawls over to her coworker to try to pull her out from under the path of where the car would fall. And she, she ended up, they both ended up being rescued by firefighters. So that, that was okay. It didn't fall. And the ones up there who were stuck ended up rescued after a while by firefighters. And there's very little information available about the riders at all. I could only even find really anything about two of them. One of them being Amanda and the other was one of her friends. I'm not sure if it's the one who was under the car or not. But it does appear that they all survived. I'm pretty positive they all survived. That's awesome. Yeah. And the sandblaster sat, never ran again, sat on the beach, covered in rust, with trash piled up around it for over a year before it was finally removed in November. It's full-on roller coaster urban decay. Yes. And people were pissed about it. They called it eyesore on the shore. I soar on the shore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anything people... gives me faith in people, it's like <laughs> the names of shit that they come up with is just brilliant. People were real salty about it. I mean, it, it sounds like it was very unpleasant, but they finally took it down just this past November. And as far as I could find, no one really knows what is going to be done with that space now. Is there like, I know we talked about this before, but there should be like, a roller coaster graveyard. Oh, that would have to be huge, though. I don't know. Like, but where do they go? Oh, God. I have so many questions about the logistics of roller coasters and insurance and storage and how they get from point A to point B when they're moved. And how do they get all, on eBay? How do they get on eBay? And all of this stuff, I have so many questions, and I we need to find someone to interview. And I am about to look up, let's see if there's any roller coasters on eBay right now. Oh my gosh, please say yes. <laughs> yes, and now we're going to know how much money we need to save. Mark, safe roller coaster. Come into it. I don't, I don't want roller coaster tycoon. I want to be a roller coaster tycoon. <laughs> This is amazing. See if I can sort by high price to low price. Wait, so there is? Mm, there's some theme park rides. I don't know. Oh, yeah. There's roller coasters on eBay. That is bananas. Holy shit. So let's see. The top one, I can't tell if this is, I think this is more, the first one is more like some kind of a very elaborate indoor play place for six million dollars but then under that we get into actual theme park rides there's one that is a it's like one of those ones where it's you're all like in swings and it's not it's got arms like spokes and it goes up in the air and it spins you around i know what you're talking about yeah yeah it's a 16 person amusement park amusement theme park rides carnival rotation thrill roller coaster park and it is Let's see. 
It's very inexpensive. It's only a million. And it has free shipping. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yes. 30-day returns. You know, I just kind of Googled that, too. And it is. I, I Googled amusement park rides for sale. That's alarming how many there are. Yeah. And then this looks like a more of a kiddie roller coaster. Wow. There aren't a lot on eBay, but there are like five. I mean, for eBay, that's a lot. So you think eBay has five. Just imagine what the rest of the internet has. I wonder if you could theoretically just like buy one and put it in your yard. Oh, I like this one. Cheap roller coaster for sale. Wow. What? Wow. Oh, 150000 I mean, yeah, that's pretty cheap. But why is it so cheap? Is it a real roller coaster? I mean, it looks like it. It's got loops and everything. Holy shit, really? I'm trying to find that one. Uh, Alibaba.com. And then oh. they even have like those small little, it looks like the small little kids roller coasters for like 20 grand. Shit. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. Like those ones where it's like a caterpillar or something. <gasps> There's a caterpillar one for 10000 I can just sell my car and get my own See- car. I want to know what the difference is, because there's a Caterpillar one on eBay for 169000 There's like a weird kitty Tilt-A-World one for like a oh, grand. Oh, dude, it shows the track disassembled. Ew. <laughs> oh, we're posting this link on our webs. Oh my God, and it shows it before it's painted. Yes. It's just like- You're I, on the I same just, side I'm on, right? I'm on eBay. Oh, no. Nuts. Oh, this is spooky. Okay, but I wonder, because those aren't really that big. If you had some land, could you theoretically just buy one? Oh, my God, your homeowners or renters insurance. Holy shit. Oh, I'm sure it would be crazy. But you know how, like, it's like when you have, like, your group of your girlfriends and you're like, we're going to buy a cul-de-sac and all live together and have the Mm. best time. Like, we could theoretically do that, but with a roller coaster. This disassembled track is stressing me out. I mean, it just, it, it looks almost like a disassembled bunk bed. It's just, ah, I'm never writing one of these things again. And now I've seen it naked with no paint. No, 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 no. It looks like fucking Olaf. Uh, no, 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 no. I sent you a picture of it. Okay. Naked roller coasters. Mm-hmm. Ooh, imagine if there were roller coasters that you were naked on, just boobs flapping in the wind. Not your purse. I'm not calling your boobs flappy. My boobs are flappy. I've had four (laughs) kids. They, I don't, I didn't get it. Did you send it to me? I sent it to the group chat with our audio guy. Well, all I see is audio guy's stupid fox sticker. Mm -hmm. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I don't like that at all, Brian. Doesn't it look like Olaf in the, in the naked picture though? No, I don't like this at all. No. See, this is the problem with recording late, too. I'm going to go to bed with this (laughs) naked pillar freaking kid ride. Yeah. I don't like it. And look at the track. Ah. Is he, like, sticking his tongue out? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, actually, when you look at the painting picture, that is his tongue. Oh, it's I hate it. I hate it. So gross. I hate it. And on that night, on that note, go to bed. Yes. All right. Yeah. Don't buy roller coasters for your backyard, please, guys. Stay safe.
honestly, that would be very on brand for you to go on eBay and buy a roller coaster. Am I wrong? You're not wrong. No, I I can't. I just, I forgot who I'm talking to. I'm telling everybody not to do it so they don't steal my idea. It's a terrible idea, guys. Like, don't. It's not safe. It's not cool. And this caterpillar looks awful. It, it like, legit does, though. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm going to have nightmares. Thanks a lot, Brianne. You're welcome. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Anytime. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to support us further, you can find us at patreon.com slash marksafepodcast. There's a bunch of goodies on there, including shout outs, final stickers, and bonus content. You can also catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at marksafepodcast. Huge thanks to Joshua Hooper for our amazing podcast cover art, and also to Dusty Bow and Brandon for our incredible music intro. And thank you, our listeners, for sharing and subscribing. We hope you stay safe. See you later, my friends.